Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you will ever need in your entire game playing career. I'm your host NC Weber and with me today I have two people to help me deliver these plot hooks to you. One is mm-hmm. old Maddie Hannibal Butler, that's right, your old pal. Is the humming is that part of the, your name? Of course, it's in my it's in my theme song on Delicious Word Sandwich. Yeah, I, I, I'm well aware of that. Uh, <laughs> and across the table, we have returning again... Uh, Dom Guilfoyle. I'm more of half a person, really, kind of, on the inside. So, okay. like, we have one and a half people joining us. Well, no. I'll round up. <laughs> just, just... I like whole numbers. You're, 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 you're erasing my status as a half person right How now. How dare you? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I, myself, am a three-quarters person. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, I'm going to lift the weight here. I'm going to be two... Two people in one quarter. Is it, did I do my math right? No, 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 no not at no. all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, no. You know that's valid. That's fine. We but you fine. tried. You tried, right. and we appreciate the effort. Uh, okay, so if you're joining us for the first time uh, on this podcast, we take inspiration from a Magic: The Gathering card and a random word, and we try to create some plot hooks for you to use in your game. Be they NPCs, be them settings, be them spells, or any number of things that could appear in a game. Uh, so I had a get-to-know-you question that I would like to ask both of you. Let's do it. In any role-playing game that you've played, what is your favourite god or demigod, some sort of uh, omniscient being? Very good question. So I play in a Dungeons & Dragons campaign and there is a god called Apollyon who I think is very prominent with the dwarves. And I really enjoy him because he has the two sides to him and two lines of worship. And these two lines of worship, as religions do, these sects are at war with each other. Mm-hmm. One of them is the, the hammer or the anvil, is the anvil, and it's all about creationism. And the other is, is it the hammer or the sword? I can't remember. Who knows? Who knows? But It's, it's homebrew. It, I, it's, think it's, <laughs> I think my character might worship him and I don't remember. I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's creating and destruction. And I love that kind of uh, duality to the god yeah. and how one character I'm playing with he kind of worshipped them as one of the same and he was like a radical and I love that angle. Awesome. Uh, So my previous character was a paladin who worshipped a homebrew god that I created um, called the Shield Maiden and was very kind of Viking inspired sort of thing obviously and the Shield Maiden was all about like the joy of uh, of combat and like and bring in and 
yeah, about the joy of overcoming your foes and supporting your allies, and that's how you worship her, is by getting in combat and having a good time. And I was really excited to experiment with that for a while, uh, and then D&D happened, where you hmm. you lose, you get, you, especially when you're a paladin and you're the tank, you get fucked up a lot. Mm. And it's mm. I've always had the trouble where it's hard to keep... Uh, keep a consistent outlook on something so consistent in D&D when really, like, you know, in a, in a scripted story, getting beaten up as badly as your character frequently does would shake your faith. So it re- became, kind of became very difficult to continue worshipping a god about having a good time in fights when my character kept having a bad time in fights. Because <laughs> apart from anything else, I'm very unlucky. So I'm gonna, I'm not going to say the Shield Maiden. Plot twist, I'm going to say Whoa. a previous campaign. Take that, Shield Maiden. Yeah, suck <laughs> shit. I stopped playing that character because it was unpleasant in the end. Sticking uh, it to it, but she didn't die as she was supposed to, if I remember. Uh, uh, yeah, like I was, I was, I tried to write that character out, uh, and then the rest of the and ca- the team saved you. <laughs> it wasn't, it was, it was that like I agreed with the DM that this is what we're going to do, and then the rest of the group started because uh, I was supposed to like follow a demon into hell because I figured out that's where my god was 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 trapped in hell. Long story, and then the rest of the team fought so hard to save me that I just like quietly messaged the DM and said, I can't let them I can't force them to fail I can't be like no I fall in anyway so I let them succeed and then and then like talk to them and left and two of them almost died yeah a lot of like, they were just like they were really fighting hard and I was just like so and, hard and the, and the DM was just messaging me saying uh, are you gonna go into the portal or not like and I'm just like no because like therefore they're really they're role playing hard they're fighting so hard they're doing a really good job and I can't just be like no I fall in anyway so like afterwards I was like my character's just like, I'm going to go and find a way to go to hell, yeah. uh, but like, I'm not going to fall in, like, <laughs> die because of this. So, anyway, the god that I wanted to, <laughs> my favorite god, was a previous campaign. The DM, Xander, created a god called Xandor, uh, <laughs> who, basi- yep, who basically just was a frequent Deus Ex Machina when the group just completely screwed up, like, a, the bunch of idiots that they were. Mm. Uh, and yeah, he was just every now and again, Xandor would help out. <laughs> That's a sli- I, I like that as a way of. of yeah, it's good to see a, a dungeon master being honest. I've had a very <laughs> similar situation. In, in honestly, my very first D and D five E campaign, I played a, a warlock, uh, a, a great older one warlock, and the DM in like my third or fourth game just decided that the great old one patron was actually me. Like the the, the player worshiping yourself. Yes, that's always an interesting. Yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I what does that mean? Can I just tell him things that I know that he doesn't know? Because I will. Oh, you will. <laughs> That's a risky thing to give the power to give you that specifically, because you'll go far with that. You're a, yeah, you're a player who will go to the edge of what DM will allow you to do. <laughs> you'll turn the campaign into a Russian doll of stories. Like. Well, you know, uh, it was just the very next session where I got overkilled by a, a stray axe from a city guard. So that was the end of that story. <laughs> and that's but the it was end a fun, that, it was a and fun that city guard killed a god and never knew. Never knew. Wow. Never knew. <laughs> Weirdly fragile god. <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out god imbuing the body of a warlock in 5e. Bad move. Warlocks are kind of underpowered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into, the, uh, into our inspiration? So we have World Knit. Uh, which is a conspiracy card uh, from Magic the Gathering, and it has what looks to be some sort of traveller standing on one of three snake-like gargoyle things. They look like like kind of like peninsula Mm. outcropping sort of things, but they're also in the shape of 
beasts. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, they look it, natural, they're, but they're yeah. very basilisky. Yeah. yeah, well, they yeah. they kind of look like those gargoyles that are also uh, like runoff. That's a gargoyle. A, yeah, a, gar- uh, a gargoyle specifically is the one that has the water spout. A, right. a grotesque is the one that doesn't. Oh, there you go. Then yeah. they look like gargoyles overlooking yeah. a rather picturesque golden lit river valley. Yes. With mountains in in the in the distance, so not not a lot of specifics to go on. Mm. Uh, but our word, our random word, is conviction. Conviction. Mm. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Who has a pledge? I have something. Okay. Uh, so this is a setting or a concept sort of thing, basically. Uh, a civilization or a town or something where their powers are... They have the power over people's life essence and their body and they can kind of un- unravel themselves into pure magical essence, that sort of thing. They're very adept at controlling their own forms. And the greatest punishment in this civilization is to um, forcibly undo another person and weave weave them into the landscape itself and they become part of the earth uh, in a a physical, magical way, still conscious, but now part of the landscape forever. So that's kind of like using Worldnet as a punishment. Yeah, Yeah. like enforced entropy. Yeah, Yeah. and also conviction because they've been convicted. I'm so clever. Bam! (laughs) Yeah, so yes, they, uh, they... they weave, they knit or weave people into the fabric of the world around them. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. And they are still conscious but trapped. Because uh, in the lore of Dungeons and Dragons, elves, Corallon, um, the elder, the, basically the, the head of the elf pantheon, is that kind of being of uh, random energy, takes the form of lightning bolts and what have you. And the elves themselves were split off from that until. They annoyed him, and he bound them into physical form. Nice. So, it's a similar sort of thing um, that I was thinking as well. So, I've come up with something else. Okay, <sighs> I've also come up with something different. That's the nature <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah. By all Good means, job, boys. Matthew. We've gotten the concepts down. <laughs> mm. All right. So, kind of also a setting thing. Although, just side note, that would also be a really cool spell idea. The mm. idea of unraveling someone—that's so cool. Um, so I see you saw a traveler. I see a guard, and I think the conviction here is this is a a society, perhaps like the original capital in which all of the threads of the world eventually kind of met, and they've cut themselves off. So this is a society of isolationists, and the mm-hmm. conviction is that they are going to be apart from the world no matter what, and that they can see like the threads of the world and they can knit it together if they wanted to and they're actively choosing not to because they no longer believe in the world and this valley is kind of like bordering their kingdom of this old capital and they're it's like kind of like the King Solomon's Mines society that's right yeah yeah eternally cut off by will it's a very Matt reference to make yeah um, <laughs> so um, are we talking so in the in the artwork for this card which is quite lovely artwork um, it's kind of like a raised plateau sort of thing. Is mm. this civilization on a plateau overlooking everything else? Is completely like yeah, sheer cliff it's like faces. this big central kind yeah. of temple capital city. It's not really a way to get there by normal means. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you have to be let in because they don't want you in. Yeah, and so and that's kind of so you're you're also bringing like the world knitting sort of thing, like the reshaping the world ability sort of thing. Is this something they've created? Is this like they built up? Like they've 
changed yeah. it? Or? Yeah, not not so much from a magical perspective, more from like, because uh, the card says conspiracy, so I kind of think <laughs> Illuminati kind very of. clever, I like that. Yeah, very politically kind of. They had a lot of control, perhaps historically, as like the very first capital city of like this continent. And they still have like forces in play, like mm. kind of like the spider in Game of Thrones. He can hear everything that's going on in the continent. And they have this information and they're either... Not, they're either using it to make sure they're completely undiscovered or they're using it for their own advantage, perhaps maliciously, and that's why the adventurers have to go and find this society, or they're using it just to... Or perhaps they're not using it. They've just given up on the world and they're staying completely isolated. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, the idea that I've come up with is... My pledge is that this figure that we see in this card is an avatar of... Um, a god referred to as the Worldsmith. Um, so this god creates the world as he travels it. So wherever he goes, change will follow. Canyons will appear. Rivers will uh, spring up. Uh, mountains will be forged, etc., etc. Um, and while this is seen to be a blessing as he revitalizes deserts as he walks through it, he also, in lost in myth at times where he has walked straight through civilizations and split them asunder uh, so remaking the world without buildings without society without civilization he does not care for human uh, human matters it is just a matter of always this cycle of growth and change that the natural world is going through and whether it is just a, an actual avatar of an actual god or whether it is just mythos that has explained these great cataclysms that have befallen civilizations in the past mm-hmm. um, this figure of the worldsmith is is uh, etched in, in mythology in this world so he might not actually be a physical person yeah. he might not actually it be a physical just be, person yeah like the, the what religion usually is is just like explanations for the unexplainable among like primitive civilizations yeah, yeah. so maybe we can work on that during the the turn and, and prestige of what that actually means and where this mythos mm-hmm. has come from I also like the the resemblance as to like uh, in playing a procedurally generated game or something like Minecraft how it generates as you're walking sort oh of thing. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just like he's actually he's just playing a game of Minecraft and everyone else has had them just like oh my god oh, oh no, lord he's, he coming he's, 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 he's gonna turn our valley into a river now yeah. alright well uh, what what turn do we want to work on first do, do we feel particularly drawn towards uh, any of those three I'm quite intrigued by the worldsmith hmm like I think that is a lot of power that I've never really heard in a god before, and that kind of, that kind of goes back to the getting to know you question, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, um, interesting. Well, power, but not necessarily. Like he has, it's a kind of. Is it a power if he's not doing it intentionally? If it's not a conscious mm. thing, is it? It's some. It's more of just an effect that happens, possibly. Like he's mm. not actually consciously reweaving the world or something. Like when as he moves. It just happens sort of thing. Okay. Or maybe it is he is just this yeah, this elemental force yeah. of creation that when he slumbers, the world continues without him and societies uh, grow and whatever, but when he wakes, the world goes into a state of flux again. Mm-hmm. So that it's kind of I guess that I guess it's similar to the kind of the native Australian concept of the dreaming in that mm. these mythological figures are tied to these places and if they were to wake up again everything would start changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I I kind of 
I guess this idea, if we need to like latch on to like where this mythos sprouts from, like where a player would mm, encounter yeah, it, it's interesting as a is maybe yeah. if there is uh, like scattered villages in this rather picturesque uh, landscape and they absolutely refuse to create buildings they 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 live in huts and 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 lean-tos and they absolutely refuse and and around them are these ancient ruins and that's how they explain why they refuse is because the last time it happened the worldsmith awoke and destroyed them yeah and might just be a coincidence it might yeah yeah, it could have just been a massive earthquake or or yeah or a comet landing or something like Mm -hmm. that but they they have they've created one of one of their pantheon is this is this worldsmith figure. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean that's that's one way that we can yeah. encounter. That's, yeah, it's it. interesting, and it's an, yeah. and it'd be interesting at how the party interpreted that. It's like yeah. should they yeah, change yeah. this? Is this like oh they should progress? They should make buildings? Or is huts okay? Mm, it's mm. also an interesting thing because we're talking about in a role playing game, and usually gods exist to give you powers because you're a cleric or a paladin that worships them. And is can you worship? This the tra- what, the the traveler the sorry the worldsmith was well it? Uh, yeah I yeah. just called him the worldsmith yeah can um, you worship this figure and get power from it or not yeah is well I mean a, the yeah. way that we're talking about this figure is more like an elemental yeah. than a god so much that it doesn't require your belief yeah. it will just react to what the stimulus just that a, it's given a different type of pantheon entirely perhaps mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah he came before the other gods or something like that it could be interesting or perhaps yeah. it is a tool used by the yeah. gods. That when when a civilization yeah. displeases the gods, they will awaken the worldsmith, and the worldsmith will do his yeah. do his duty. Could I suggest a rename? Sure. Uh, just going into world knitting and everything, the world weaver, and then it has a bit of alliteration in there. <sighs> sure. I, 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 I the only reason <laughs> I, I I I side at that is not because I hate it. It's just because I've a few episodes ago I I created the interweaving, which was ah. a spell, but. Worldweave is is totally fine. The Worldweaver, mm-hmm. uh, and so so where did we where did we land on that one on the turn? So we we perhaps he is or this figure is a tool of the gods rather mm. than a god itself. Yeah, yeah it, also, it also reminds me. Of, sorry, just like a like a, a minor note from uh, the fourth Hitchhiker's Guidebook, where there's a char- there's a just an incidental character who's a lorry driver. Who's just in everywhere he goes, it's constantly raining on him, and he's just miserable about it. And he doesn't know it's because he's a rain god, and the clouds follow him because they just love him so much, and he has no concept that that's why it is. And it's right? Like yep. Interesting, Good. like yeah, <laughs> so, uh, incredible power, but doesn't quite understand that that's what's going on. Yeah, I like that angle, and I like the idea of him being a tool of the gods. He's kind of like the gods' hitman. In yeah. A way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the gods' hitman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's no, let, that's a good idea. I'm changing mind. It's John Wick now. Is my, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I always bring him up. And, and, no, and of course, the final showdown will be the World Weaver versus John Wick. And yeah, John I know Wick who my money's on. Will win. Of course, John Wick <laughs> yeah. will win. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a tool of God. He's not a God himself. Yeah, um, John Wick isn't, isn't a God. He's the man you hire to kill a God. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, shall we shall we go on to the, the Solomon civilization? Um, do they have a name? Uh, they shall now. I, we shall call them... The Solomites. <laughs> <laughs> the Temptation. Uh, what's Solomon backwards? Uh, Molinos. No, yeah. oh, the Molinos. There you go. Done. Not Nomolos. 
Excellent. Monolos. Non-monogamous. The non-monogamous. Wait, one one more time. Nomalos. Nomalos. I like it. Yeah. Non-monogamous. Okay, so uh, how are we we turning that? Um, So is it how they interact with the world that is kind of going to get them into your game? Is it... Is it some how there's somehow calling for help? Is it some sort of or some sort of change that they're wreaking on the world? I would say that the change is that civilizations have expanded since they've cut themselves off. And now civilizations are bordering on the valleys and they're starting to work. Maybe they're mining the mountains surrounding them, maybe they're lumbering the woodlands that border between the mountains. They're encroaching on this territory. Mm. And now suddenly Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Between other like well-known civilizations, war is breaking out. And it's almost inexplicable why these tensions have suddenly risen and diplomatic relations have collapsed. And it's because this, this like central civilization that's been asleep for, uh, in slumber for so long mm. cut off they've picked up the threads of the world again and they've started using their secret like illuminati political influence yeah. to kind of reawaken and again the, sorry these are like political threads or some variant yeah, on yeah, that yeah 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 all political threads yeah because yeah, they're just pulling on the string and seeing yeah, what happens yeah, yeah they're just sparking like it's almost okay. like they're using blackmail that no one knew that they had the power to uh, enact i like to think it's like yeah. when you're playing a playing a game like an endless legend or something this is this this is a dlc civilization it's just <laughs> like oh they've uh, they've been slumbering for some time but now they've awoken and everything's going to change yeah and it's like i like the idea that throughout the campaign there's always been these, these conspiracy theorists around that like in our world people who believe in the illuminati illuminati and everything mm. and then suddenly <laughs> they're, they're nomalos and then suddenly you have to believe in these conspiracy theorists and the tinfoil hats and all that and you have to follow their advice yeah, which yeah. the party would be very reluctant to do yeah. and you have to try and find the central civilization to stop something that no one believes in yeah. introduce yeah. a character called Fox Mulder and it's just like he's been telling <laughs> you about this Illuminati civilization and you thought he was crazy no, I like that yeah, yeah so so they're and so they're kind of causing wars surrounding them to stop the expansion exactly towards them yeah so that yeah that gives you a lot of opportunity to kind of like be drawn into those wars and then try to figure out well these two people used to get along what's going on and then mm. yeah exactly it could be a good like third act sort of thing like you you retroactively say it's just like oh you find out about this civilization it's like oh they were responsible for this thing and this thing and you go oh my god you've been playing this out this whole time yeah. holy crap sort of thing where yeah you just they're the overarching villain that you don't introduce until later on but it makes sense because, yeah because they were there the whole time yeah you're mm. just in the shadows yes all right well that's that's a great turn so let's go to uh dom uh, do you have any thoughts on how how we're going to turn turn yours? So yeah, like the weaving people into the landscape, uh, whether or not that necessarily changes the landscape accordingly, or maybe this is how change happens in this region or something. Yeah. Like kind of working similar lines to um, your worldsmith. Like, is this 
how or and or even like your civilization is this how this civilization kind of propagates itself or terraforms even just like maybe yeah. maybe it's maybe it's not even just like the bad the worst among them maybe you they yeah weave people See, into the landscape and transform i really like the them. idea of like if we flash forward a million years and the civilization itself has crumbled and dissipated but you're left with mm. this 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 area of basically sentient yeah. Sentient yeah. land that reacts sentient to you as land. you travel through it. Yeah. Um, either in a positive or a negative land, negative way. So if reacting to you in a positive way to try to get you to figure out what's going on and release these spirits, or in a negative way to so that they can absorb you and your knowledge. Mm. Something like that. Yeah, you're accidentally like, creating god, like again, accidentally creating gods or something. Like yeah, that. like yeah. yeah, almost primordials. Yeah. kind of thing like they've done yeah. a control like imagine walking into a space and some air wants to be brought like breathed by certain people yeah. but it doesn't want to be breathed by other people so somebody, racist some, air God, yeah racist air like imagine that <laughs> like I, I like that idea yeah um, you like the idea of racist air oh okay I <laughs> see okay okay um, <laughs> yeah I'm exposed and, and yeah, that's that's interesting. It's just like as whether or not maybe as time goes on, it starts out as pun- a punishment. But maybe it becomes a form of ascension. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, because they're virtually immortal now. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how they treat that mm. that that state. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. maybe like yeah, it starts out as punishment because like they don't have power. But maybe someone gets buried on a on a, a crisscross of ley lines or something like that, yeah. and is accidentally or you know what's a uh, a, like a druidic place of power or something like a that. Druid circle. Yeah, yeah. druid circle. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, just like you, that. Just for some somehow, accidentally, someone becomes much more powerful than they're meant to, and it kind of changes everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's that's great turns. So I we think have it's great, the yeah. political unrest caused by the uh, the the nomalos. 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 We have the the world weaver. The the, the tool of the gods and we well we need to name the like either this area or what we're calling these creatures that are inhabiting the earth um shall we call them like the banished or um yeah um, i don't know like because you kind of need a word for the civilization and a word for the process because they it's probably going to be a pretty core part to it especially mm. and then like a thousand years later it's something else entirely yeah it's maybe this could be this this is the backstory for how places of power and like druidic circles come into being or something like that. Whoa. It definitely could yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think just something similar, just like weaving. I think yep. even just like the wheat, like I think that the better, the possibly the most, you, know, you should always try to set your story in the most interesting time period. Maybe, maybe a thousand years later is more interesting and like the civilization lost a the time. They just called the weavers yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or the woven. Yeah. The, yeah, the people in the ground the are the woven. Yeah. And there's the weavers. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm, yeah. And, um, in the woven. I like it. Could with, with the civilization having gone for a long time and the spell kind of this, uh, this ritual really of sending people, of making people become into entropy and everything. Yeah. Could it have been misinterpreted? So it was used as a punishment in the original civilization, but they're like, oh, it's ascension. So now they're mixing their most honored with their most, like their most uh, notorious. Or yeah, or yeah. just like, like a thousand years later, just people don't know if the entire civilization did it to themselves because it's a pretty like it's a semi-common like sci-fi trope of a civilization becoming so advanced that they ascend beyond mm. what we can can comprehend as being sentient. Or in uh, in the Elder Scrolls series, um, the 
the, the Dwemer or the or the dwarves, um, they either became they either successfully uh, transcended the bounds mm. of reality, or they destroyed themselves utterly, and we'll never know which one because how would we ever figure that yeah. out? Either yes. way, they're gone. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's the thing. I, I can't. I really like the idea of this these these woven being the one relic that's left behind, yeah. and we having to deal with them. In yeah. the game, that's how I would. God, I make I, I make a lot of references and stuff in the show, which I feel cringy. But there's a like in the Culture series by Ian M. Banks. There's a song. oh yes, yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. there's the the Dra Arzon. Is that the right one or something? It's just like they're a civilization that they ascended years ago and they've left their planets behind, mm. sort of thing. And like they are sacred sites as well. Like you you can't go there, but like they, they they've left their relics behind and stuff. And I think that's so. How would we how would we turn this into a prestige? Yeah. Uh, the, these this woven and these weavers uh, how would we incorporate that into either a story or like culminate that into something I kind of I kind of I, I don't know how to mm. do the the concept justice but keep them in the ground like mm. I'm not sure like to what extent they can change their environment and what uh, a player would actually experience when going through so maybe we could yeah, I think it's it's possible you could you could use it as again an origin story for the gods of or the druidic circles of the of the camp, yeah, of the yeah, campaign yeah. setting. Yeah. Like that's a like a deep lore thing that you can find out or or that could be present from the beginning, like you know. So if, if yeah. this has happened in several places around the world just as maybe as a civilization deteriorated, they became pilgrims and they left mm. the trail of these places and mm. then you get to this one place where there's this massive concentration mm. of this this energy yeah. that is uh, well, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> is is it are the druids like uh, like trying to use it, or are they afraid of it, or maybe maybe there there are there are clerics that certain clerics that can't cross this ground or can't cons- consecrate it. Mm. Like it, it's it's just a world that. That doesn't obey the regular yeah. laws yeah. of physics. Also, oh, perhaps, yeah, perhaps, yeah, perhaps clerics don't trust it, and yeah. they're, they're trying to yeah. like, eradicate it and fight it. And perhaps because it's because it's ground, like it's earth, like they've people have been woven into the ground, but then over time, like uh, the shape of the ground changes and the landscape yeah. changes. Maybe they become merged. Like yeah. maybe the different consciousnesses entwine over time and or, or erode even. Like, yeah. So mm. so maybe part of this this law is that what while it it has being the focus of druids around the world maybe this is just a place where the regular rules don't apply so when your players have to do something absolutely impossible elsewhere in the mm. world they have to make venture to this place this one place mm. where technically the rules don't exist and maybe that's incredibly dangerous as yeah, well yeah absolutely because yeah. they don't know what's going to happen yeah it's like wild magic but in one place mm. yeah. and like up to a hundred and I, I like the idea of some places being like an epicenter for punishment, so the vibe is really kind of alien. Yeah, um, yeah like, so they have to kind of find the right place one, in yeah. this. Yeah, one civilization place, wove yeah. people as a punishment, another one is like the entire civilization wove themselves. It's, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so some places are a very wholly accepting place that want to help you, and other places are very abrasive and trying to. So, yeah, what yeah. about the Nomalos? The Nomalos. How are we, how are we mm-hmm. bringing that into game how are we what 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 are we prestiging with this one so i think yeah it's the third act when they find out it's the big bad that's been there the whole time so they have to venture into a kingdom that every single kind of 
like as soon as they step over the line, even before, eyes are on them. And as soon as they step over the line, everything is trying to kill them. So it's like this very hardcore Indiana Jones, like find the treasure, destroy the conspiracy once run away all. from the boulder. Why not run? Yeah, every, climb through a pit of snakes. You know, this temple's girl, coming you know, down yeah. when they're trying to get out. <laughs> so yeah. it's but it's it's an entire like civilization as well, though. Mm-hmm. So like, what, is is everyone in the civilization in on it, or is yeah, right. the, the the conviction yeah. of the civilization is isolationism. Yeah. It's like they are better than the world surrounding them and they they do not want that world infecting so their paradise. And they, they view it as a paradise. Do they reveal themselves or do they, are or are they discovered? Like do they decide the time has come for everyone to know about our influence or is does someone pull the thread to continue the same metaphor like, I and think, figure it out? I think as the wars grow more drastic and human nature being what it is, they completely underestimated how big the war would become and in an effort to stop the lumbering and the mining, it's actually increased because they need it for their war machines and everything. Mm. So they reveal themselves and they start, you know, marching forth and pretty much becoming a powerhouse in this war. And now it's up to the party to strike this to strike this plague at its source mm. and end pretty much all wars yeah. in one See, I'm, I'm kind of seeing it as, like, they have this one advantage, which is, like... I guess like Atlantis, the mm. Disney movie, where they have this power source that if that's destroyed, a lot of what their civilization uses to structure itself will disappear, mm. which gives them the which removes their upper hand. Yeah. Which then does make it like this subterfuge mission to get in and destroy this and then get out without dying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great setting to kind of have that third act. You've mm. fought the war, you've discovered that the, there's these shadow figures that are um, puppeteering things, and then you have to kind of get in, destroy it, and destroy get it. out yeah. with everything trying to kill you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I cannot emphasize this enough, the temple will collapse around you as you're trying to escape. Absolute necessity if you use this concept. The, the crystal <laughs> skulls will form. No crystal like skulls. <laughs> UFO will appear. Kate Blanchett's no. brain will melt. No. Uh, okay, <laughs> so... The ants. <laughs> oh, not the ants. The World Weaver for Prestige. So World Weaver is the, is the, uh, yep, the name now? Well, I, I still like Worldsmith. Oh, let's go the with Worldsmith. Yeah, it's kind of... Because you have the weavers and the woven, which yeah. I think fits better mm. with with your your concept. Yeah, yeah, I just like the world smith, it feels like that makes me feel like it's a more... It's a conscious thing. Mm. Like it's mm. an intentional creation thing. It's not, it's not, it's not a change. It's making something out of, out of ingredients. It's not transforming like a valley into a mountain or anything like that. It's very specific taking the ingredients and making it into something specific so yeah it's yeah. yeah i don't know. like maybe that's just so something more fluid and natural rather than kind of clunky and manufactured i just yeah. a, a whisper on the wind said catalyst which could work uh yeah i'm just yeah yeah i i don't mind any of that i just like the idea that a smith destroys to create um, that, yeah. that sort of thing where he's he's basically beating the world with a hammer to put things in order okay yeah um, yeah uh, so I've kind of like the idea that at any point there is a worldsmith wandering the planet that doesn't know that they're this being yet or they mm. have this capability and then when the gods call on them 
everything starts just being destroyed around them can yeah based around their particular just whim mm. uh, and then so if your if your party is looking for the like the the source of this destruction because obviously there would be cults that spring up around it or, or that sort of thing yeah and then you you find out that it is just this regular guy is like I just a guy yeah. and things this is happening around me I have the worst luck <laughs> <laughs> well no I, I, I think I think he's aware that he's doing it but he he can't, can't stop it, it. Um, yeah. and so it's really like a choice of if you kill this this innocent guy to save civilization it, in inverted commas or not mm-hmm. um or whether or not you try to bargain with the gods or something like that. So definitely for a party with a druid in it, so that'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. druids. <laughs> oh, you know uh, what they're like. Almost as bad as clerics, am I right? <laughs> oh, clerics. <laughs> and clerics are only watered down paladins. Ugh. <laughs> I have two levels in cleric on my current character, so maybe back off right now. I've never played a cleric before in my life. I've actually never played a cleric either. So I'm not I'm really playing a cleric. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted their special powers. Exactly. Yeah. I, All w- right. I wanted heavy heavy armor and shit. I think. Uh, so, uh, like, do either of you have any like twists on that idea? Like, that's just. It's. I. Yeah. It's. It's. In, it's. I think that would be very interesting to come across in a campaign. It's just mm. like there's like invest like a cataclysmic thing is coming, and then yeah, it's just some guy. Yeah, thing. and yeah. like I think because tying it back to the card, like this one person yeah. who is just kind of like looking back at what's happened, standing on the ruins. Did I do that? <laughs> did I? Well, I think he would have a kind of did I do that attitude. Like yeah. I love the idea of it just being like a guy who's yeah. really. Would he be mortal, like, or? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think as soon as he dies, like, it a passes new, on to another person. Yes, the, yeah. the essence the of the world. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he would keep a very kind of relaxed, normal guy attitude if he realized he had this kind of thing. And I actually think he'd almost relish in the chaos that he brings, almost like this demonic pay- well, playboy. I, kind I mean, of character. that's that could be yeah. part of the mythos is yeah. that there was this worldsmith who mm. relished in walking straight through. Yeah. yeah. So the interesting yeah. thing, another another interesting thing, is that he has to be moving for it to happen. It's like yeah. it's a it's a rolling change that's happening. Mm. It's not that he's staying in a city and it's transforming constantly. Like as he moves through something it changes around him. So it if he if he is like a traveller, just he's doing that, is it a conscious thing or is it something he doesn't quite understand why he's doing it? Well no, I think like maybe the, the longer he stays mm. still, like the more pain he's in. Yeah. yeah. And like so he, like just to survive and yeah, he, he's yeah. gotta travel. Yeah. So I kind of see him as this kind of libertine playboy kind of swashbuckling just like racketeer yeah. just going from place to place having a good time and not giving a crap about the I mean that's the thing like this wake. could definitely be a curse that is yeah placed on a, on, on a player character mm. yeah um, although maybe a character that wants to be written out and so they just kind of take off and you have to track them through this yeah yeah, uh, yeah through and the rubble maybe like what hook could also mean that uh, different factions are vying to control this Absolutely. person with this power. And so it's like, mm. hey, I'll give you 500 gold if you walk through that city right now. Just <laughs> ma- or I'll give you 500 gold to head east and never turn west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, it's just like, 
Oh no! <laughs> so what, what I want you to do is I want you to walk as far south as you can, then turn around and just make a line of mountains all the way north, because the people in the east, uh, they don't want much to do with the people in the west anymore. <laughs> like, oh no, he's walked too far east, he's coming back! <laughs> Alright, okay. How so geography work? <laughs> I'm very happy with those. So we have the Worldsmith, we have the Nomalos, and we have the Weavers and Woven. Yes. Uh, so you can use any of those in your game if you wish. Uh, we're publishing this under a Creative Commons uh, license, so that means that you are free to share and use it. Uh, but if you're going to replicate, please don't change it. And if you're going to use it uh, somewhere else, uh, just give us a little bit of credit. That's all we ask. Uh, if you need more information on that, you can find it at our home on the web. That's notcanon.com forward slash hooked. If you have any artwork that you'd like to submit to us to use for inspiration, uh, you can send it to us on Facebook, on Twitter, or an email at podcast underscore hooked at gmail.com. And we will be back in the same place at the same time next week. Thank you very much, Dom. Thank you. And thank you very much, Matt. Thank you very much. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Farewell. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.